This is Eve's on the Move. Don White, Loretta Hopman. Uh, address, Manti, Utah. Class of 74. So, um, the first question we have is a bit of an icebreakery question, um, and that is, are there any personal projects or hobbies you'd like to share with people? And I like to share with people. <clears throat> well, a retirement hobby has been family history, um, but trying to share it with people is pretty limited because um, most people are not interested in family history. <laughs> they, unless they, unless they are a part of the family, and even then, I find. Um, Unless you're a family historian, you don't have that degree of interest. Huh? <laughs> have you found any really cool family mm. history facts? Like anything Oh, correct. Yeah, that's that's what makes it fascinating, of course. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm now working with records from France in French from the time of Champlain. So people that came to New France on the same vessel as some of the repeat trips, voyages, of Samuel Champlain up the St. Lawrence. Hmm. And that is really snazzy to be able to, uh, to play with those documents, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, many other things, I mean, old German records um, from way back, um, English, Scottish, Irish, you name it, but the, the French finds are pandemic hobby time finds, so they're the last two years. <laughs> nice, that's that's a very different one. So we've, we've heard a lot of different <laughs> hobbies that people have picked up from like baking, which I also started to indulge in during the pandemic, mm. um, to like learning the ukulele, you're, to karate, you're, so much fun. You're partly responsible then for the flower shortage that Loretta <laughs> is suffering from, and I suffer from. <laughs> Glad it's okay now. Yes. <laughs> Baking so much fun. Um, so thank you. The family history thread line is super interesting, and I'm, I'm glad you've, you've had that um, and found some really cool stuff. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, can you talk a little bit about what it is that you did for work um, and some of the you know, cool, cool tasks you had with that? <laughs> um, I, I guess I'd have to fess up that the choice of geology was really a tool to satisfy my my interest in adventures and travels. Um, as a high schooler, I had a, a classmate who whose dad was an exploration geologist. <clears throat> he was always coming back from fantastic places like Columbia, and I just figured, whoa, that's the way to get to those places, huh? <laughs> So, um, without giving it much thought, when um, perhaps one of the first people to ever ask was the, the interviewer in Hopkins House, uh, Hopkins Hall, at Williams said, well, what do you want to be and what do you want to major in? And I, I had no ready answer, but I said, geology, because of that deep down thought, and I think they needed some majors in geology. <laughs> We're always and looking that, for more. And that worked out. We're always looking for more. 
<laughs> so my my aspirations in geology were to travel and to experience adventures and so a a Williams graduate geology major was recruiting in my senior year and hired me for a project in Iran what is now the Russian-built Bushir nuclear power plant on the Persian Gulf creating all the trouble with production of uranium and plutonium in Iran that was to be my project and I was hired for it and meant to go to Iran for a Williams employer and the poor guy uh, couldn't deliver because the Shah got cancer and then the Shah died and you know what happened with the theocracy afterwards <laughs> and there goes my project um, so when that was going down the tubes it, it wasn't convincing that I couldn't weasel my way into that project. So I took a leave of absence from the company and went to Tehran. I took a six-month trip all around South Asia, one big loop of which was a month all hitchhiking through Afghanistan to get to Iran, about the back door. <laughs> I went through uh, the all across the Hindu Kush, across uh, the border at the the border station that was just taken by the Taliban yesterday between Herat and Mashhad, Iran and headed to Tehran went to the Dames and Moore office confirmed that the power plant project was dead <laughs> um, hitchhiked down through the deserts uh, the south, Isfahan and Shiraz, and back across the deserts um, through Baluchistan, back into Pakistan, Nepal and parts of India, and this is the connection to Loretta because I met her folks in Sri Lanka, in a little town that I was hitchhiking through, and Though she wasn't on scene, she was working elsewhere in the Maldives. Um, her dad, with whom I and family, who with whom I spent the night, um, put us in correspondence touch, which worked for 28 years, <laughs> until I was able to track her down in Canada and actually meet her one day, uh, which was like 20 years ago. <clears throat> Um, but in the meantime, I switched between one Williams geology employer, that was um, the Dames and Moore fellow, and then went with Ernie Lehman, class of 51, in Minneapolis. And the, the appeal there was real exploration as opposed to engineering jobs and real trips as opposed to ones that didn't come to fruition huh? <laughs> and so he he sent me off to places like Shibugamu, Quebec for nine month stints in the winter this is um, 
This is a little bit north of 60 latitude. And so when you get up there in the winter, you're looking at negative 65 Fahrenheit, uh, which is very close to negative 65 Celsius. <laughs> um, the, the kind of temperatures where when you pull a, a pike out of a hole in the, the ice, it goes flop, flop, flop for 20 seconds, and then it's frozen solid. <laughs> um, he had a project pending in Somalia that did fall through, but then he had some really good projects um, throughout the, the United States, which uh, gave me some, some fabulous experience. And that basically qualified me to... Um, to go on my own, which I did in 84. And so I consulted then for better than 30 years into the exploration world, which in my line of work really means that you're, you're um, working for Canadian junior companies with international projects. And that took me to Costa Rica, Panama, Argentina, Chile, Peru, some little adventures in South Yemen and Madagascar, uh, a number of projects in Canada, a number of projects in Mexico, and a fair number back in the States again. So um, that gets us right up to retirement, which was just in recent years. And that's just when the phone stops ringing uh, because the gold price is down and so forth. So that that's about the career in short. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very exciting one. I mean, I somewhat similarly, I basically became a geoscience major, um, graduated in 2017. Um, so that I could be outside and like talking to people and communicating with like that community. It's not quite as high adventure as you in some ways, um, but definitely still still sort of a, a means to an end in mm -hmm. the sense that like that was what I really wanted to be doing. Um, and so it, I very much feel that the geos or geology department as it was um, very much scratched an itch of mine. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a really really great department. Um, mm -hmm. So pivoting a little bit. How do you engage with your uh, with the Montai community or any community really that you have, be that your family, your professional community, um, or the local community? We we made this move to Manti, Utah, which is um, center of the state, rural community, traditionally farming. It's got two things going for it: the the cows and the alfalfa feed because they're out six months of the year and they're back in the barn for six months of the year with uh, what you grow from the other six months. So it's a rural community which is historically very, very Mormon. It's what, right in the middle of the, what's jokingly called the Jello Belt. <laughs> that means you serve green jello for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, uh, a Mormon favorite. <laughs> we we spared you. <laughs> if you went to the um, what would it be the 
Mom's Cafe in Salina, which you drove mm -hmm. by. We did. You saw that at the... <laughs> you would get green jello there. <laughs> Probably with little pink marshmallows in it. <laughs> um, as non-Mormons, we, uh, we relate a little bit distantly because we don't share what they have as a fairly closed uh, social network. Their, their church is, by our ways of seeing it, hugely controlling in the sense of um, incorporating economic ties, social designs, programs, and so forth, uh, even their welfare program. Huh? Um, however, they're very receptive mm -hmm. yeah. in, in the sense of always being willing to offer you that little Book of Mormon. <laughs> Helpful. Yes. Um, golly, most of our um, Friends relate to either recreation or work or that sort of thing, and that would be not the local community. Um, there, there's the, the the Williams Club of San Pete County constitutes two, so we have a quorum here with uh, <laughs> with one member in in attendance and and two honorable Eves and. <laughs> To host here now, uh, the the other one is Wally Chambers, um, class of '78, and he lives one block southwest of here. So, uh, so he and I are, he, he's a retired Navy pilot and a professional mountaineer. I mean, that, that's his avocation and love. So. Um, so he went into the Navy so he could retire and climb mountains. <laughs> Which is exactly what he does. Uh, in fact, he just returned a few months ago from Wendover, where he tried to climb the peak north of Wendover. Unsuccessfully, unfortunately, but uh, that's because he doesn't embrace things like GPSs and navigational aids to help him find a route. <laughs> he just takes the straight approach, which is hardcore but doesn't always work. <laughs> and so what do you, some of your friends do for recreation? Like you, you mentioned that that was another community that you occupied, and so what, what do you all do for fun? Mm. Around here it's mainly hiking. <clears throat> The, the national parks are abundant, so um, we love to have visitors with more time than yourselves because we head to places like Bryce Canyon and Capitol Reef and camp in the national forest outside of the park where you can just pull off the road and camp anywhere. Huh? Um, and then hike through spectacular slot canyons and box canyons. Um, the, the landscapes are just unbeatable, particularly for a geologist, so uh, mm -hmm. that's why you've got to get back. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
we'll get one back if he's interested in uh, some hiking. I love it actually. I, I do a lot with him, but mm. I don't do the. I'm, I'm more like moderate. I cannot advance, sure. but I, <laughs> I enjoy a good hike. Um, Scott Lewis is the one who introduced me. Mm -hmm. at Williams, he's the outing club director. Okay. When I was coming up in the summers with the high school program, that's the first time I actually hiked mountains in mm -hmm. So it was a great, it was, mm -hmm. a, it was an adventure. Good deal. So Pine Cobble's a little higher than anything you could walk in Queens anyway. Oh, about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oddly enough, I will be significantly closer than Williamstown's uh, for the fall season anyways. So I'll be working with High Trails Outdoor Education Center in Colorado for okay. the fall yeah. season. Um, okay. doing outdoor education work with a bunch of little kids. Um, so I will and where be, are they based? Uh, Florissant, Colorado, mm -hmm. so right by Colorado Springs. Um, Any connection through Bud Wobus? Um, exactly who, exactly yeah. who recommended it. <laughs> Super. Um, yeah, so I got, got connected through Bud, and I'll be working there for the fall. Um, so I basically get to wrap up this project, and like two weeks later start driving back out to Colorado. So it'll be very fun. Um, two months of road tripping. I should say so. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's in striking distance. Uh, we went over to a, a friend's place, Susie Landrum's. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. And we could do that in about hmm, five hours or so to be a little, um, maybe a little more, seven or eight hours. I-70 across and then zigzag down past Loveland Pass and high places to the fluorescent area. Hmm. Yeah, so I will be will be closer and I will definitely be able to take you up on hikes around here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so thank you for that offer. It's been it's been really cool just to hear how like kind all of our Williams alums have been. Um, <laughs> Y'all were actually some, I think, the first ones to be like, hey, you're coming by, you should stop by, um, which is super fun. Um, so thank you for that. Um, it's been really fun chatting so far. You bet. Um, so we've got three questions left. One, um, are there any experiences from your time at Williams that have really impacted sort of how you uh, work and conduct yourself, like personally or professionally? really just life-changing Williams experiences, be that in the classroom, in the community, with a specific professor or class, anything like that? No, no specific experience that I dredge up instantly anyway. Um, I, I would say the, the grounding in a general sense from the Williams geology program was what was important. Mm -hmm. um, Every subject was in the course book, and if you're a major, you're gonna you're gonna sample it all, huh? And you know, if if you're gonna be an explorationist, you have to know something about everything. So you you can't go to a project in all volcanics looking for gold in Argentina without an understanding of volcanism, but you can't go down there without an understanding of um, phase diagrams of metals because temperatures and compositions count for something, huh? Um, 
I really thought that paleontology as an example was probably something I was never going to use and just about a couple years ago I wrote a thank you note to Jim Carew who is no longer in the Williams geology department but he was the paleo professor junior professor of the time and because of Jim Carew's course I was able to go to a project in Peru where they could not understand why the zinc and lead were where they were. And th this is my job, is to say why it's there, how much, how rich, and most importantly, why is it in any given place. And it was bloody obvious that there were fossils through this thing. I mean, it, it was it was just zinc and lead galore, 50 and 60% metal, but it was in fossil mats of a reef. And I knew that because Jim Carew showed me enough reef specimens, and I, I was so tired of oozy, spongy muds in that course. But it was the insight to be able to say from core, drill core, that these are oozy, spongy muds, and because of the sponge organics, the zinc was deposited there. I mean, it was that simple. And that guidance is worth hundreds of millions of dollars to find that deposit and go in hot pursuit of oozy organic muds because that's where the metal's going to be. <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is the, the rounding of, of the curriculum is probably the, the great strength of, of the Williams uh, experience. Huh? Yeah, I think, I think that's been a point that's resonated. We, we've heard that in a few of these interviews. Um, and the, I can say the GS department currently still encourages that very broad uh, exploration of like all facets of geosciences um, from like climate work to sedimentology to igneous petrology um, and so the yeah. department has like really a lot of experts in different things coordinating <laughs> um, so it's been mm -hmm. really wonderful to get to know like structures mineralogy igneous pets sedimentology all within just like those four years um, and there's very that's, much a point of the department still that's crucial mm -hmm. yeah and so I, the last two questions. One, what brings you joy? Hmm. I might learn something too. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things bring me joy. <laughs> um, golly. Sure. What brings me joy more than anything else? No, you didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> it, it can be a list of things that really bring you joy. It does not have to be one singular thing. Yeah. Well, certainly my career, as we have alluded, um, has brought me many joys in terms of travels and adventures and exposure to anything and everything. Um, my marital relationship now brings me lots of joy. 
uh, because that's part of where we are, what we do, uh, how we live. Um, I would say we are extremely fortunate to be who we are and the stage of life that we're at now to, in terms of being able to enjoy it. Um, my, my career finished up before the pandemic. You can imagine what a pain that would have been. Um, you know, travel and foreign countries, projects, uh, necessarily relating with field crews and rural places. I mean, it'd be like the, the geology equivalent of a church camp where everybody gets COVID, right? <laughs> um, so timing gives me joy because um, it seems that everything about my life has been very fortuitous in timing. I missed the Vietnam War. <laughs> um, I missed the IT era. Um, I mean, I, I quite literally <laughs> embraced email at the end of my career, and that will carry me through death, I think. <laughs> I don't have to have Zoom meetings with uh, clients and, um, and Zoom coordination with my, my field crews. Um, so that gives me a lot of joy. That's a negative sense. <laughs> and so for the last question, and you might have already begun to answer this, but it'll be interesting to see if it like, changes. Um, but if you could write a thank you note to anyone, who would it be to and what would it say? Oh, my. <laughs> um, golly. I think I'd have to write a note to my father to say thanks for opening all the doors, not shutting any, and explaining what was through all those doors. Uh, just, he, he was a great provider of opportunity and so um, I've been able to embrace opportunity to to the max so that's uh, that's been good thank you very much for sharing that I mean it's it's moments like that of reflection and sort of being able to appreciate those things that I think make a lot of interactions with people interesting and I'm really glad that we were able to chat with you after you invited mm -hmm. us here um, and really hear a lot of your story um, and get to share share some of these moments. Um, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share with anyone? Gosh, no. Um, just, I'll, I'll bet there are a lot of Williams travelers coming past Manti and uh, realize that we are starved for visitors. <laughs> um, we have a lovely place to visit, and we would thoroughly enjoy visits from Eves, old, young, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you very much. We'll definitely put that in a plug for once we do our little write-up on <laughs> this. Um, and we certainly appreciate your hospitality and oh. welcome here. Uh, this is a very nice break and detour, and food was delicious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For other alumni stories, please check out alumni.williams.edu forward slash 200. Thanks for tuning in.